You're listening to a bonus episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Enjoy. If I don't innovate, somebody else will. Due to technical difficulties, all our exhibits are now closed. You are acting like we are engaged in some kind of mad science. And Zara here is going to take great care of you until I'm done working tonight, okay? Bigger, scarier, um, cooler, I believe is the word that you use here. Any incidents? Yeah, six kids in the lost and found, uh, 28 down with heat stroke. All of this exists because of me. Just like taking a stroll through the woods 65 million years ago. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another bonus episode of the Innovation Center here on the Jurassic Park podcast. You're joining me, Tom, today, as usual, for the Innovation Center segment. And today we're going to be talking about all things Jurassic World Lego. So, as some of you will know, I've partnered up with Jurassic Collectibles to produce video reviews on the five main Lego Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom sets. So, I've built all five sets, I've filmed reviews on them, and I've got a lot of different thoughts on them which I'm excited to share with you guys. I have also, as of this evening recording this, built the Jurassic Park set. And that is a set which I have not yet filmed a review for Jurassic Collectibles about, but which I'm going to give you guys some insight to, so I'm excited now to be in a position to comment on that as well. I have got the Dilophosaurus outpost here, um, I'm waiting to build that set tomorrow night and then shoot a review on it, and I still need to pick up the T-Rex transport come payday as well, but then I'm pretty much complete. I would like to get some of the Junior sets, um, the Raptor Truck and the Pteranodon Helicopter set in particular, just because both of those have got really nice ACU-style soldiers um, who I would really just like to have as minifigures to go on guard around my Lockwood Manor display. I think they would look really, really good with that, so I would like to pick up those sets there. So obviously, as I develop more um, in terms of my collection, as I pick up more sets, you might hear a little bit more from me here and there about the different sets and my thoughts on those. But guys, without any further ado, let's jump straight into the first set, which retails for $19.99 and is Pteranodon Chase. So, Pteranodon Chase, for any of you who saw my bonus episode, or sorry, listened to my bonus episode with Brad, you'll know that this was the set that I was least excited for. I kind of felt like the Jeep here was a little bit awkward looking, uh, the dimensions were quite funny, and I was just a bit worried about how I would customise this Jeep. Having built the set, I really, really like the Jeep. It rolls nicely, the net launcher is really, really cool, um, but again, the issues I kind of identified to start with are still present. It definitely has a lack of space to it, and the dimensions and the way the doors in particular kind of curve in and then go back out do feel a little bit off. And it kind of feels like something that you wouldn't see on an actual chassis for any kind of vehicle. Um, again, the windscreen, like I thought, feels a little bit small here. So I would definitely like to um, look at different options for modifying this. And I'd perhaps like to use the six wide Lego windscreen piece like the one seen on the truck in the Carnotaurus set to customise this set a little bit further and really kind of push what I feel could be a really really good Jeep but just doesn't quite hit that criteria yet. 
Um, the net feature itself is nice, it works, and it actually has quite a kick to it. The first time I didn't set it up and I was a little bit underwhelmed because I hadn't done it properly, but when you do it properly, it does have a really nice kick to it, and it works nicely. I think, honestly, any children who are picking up this set are going to really love having a chunky Jeep that they can just drive around with something that shoots out of it. Um, yeah, I really like that, and I, I, although I criticise it, the Jeep is nice. In terms of the minifigures, Owen here comes in an outfit that we see quite frequently across the rest of the set, so I'll touch on him here. The new hair, uh, I don't feel really represents Chris Pratt that accurately. It's nice, it just doesn't feel spot on to Owen, but I do like the new face print a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, it actually looks really good and I really like the squinting eye expression. It's very characteristic, it's very um, almost caricature-esque and I like that. I like how it feels unique and I like how it captures that kind of Lego vibe. Um, Owen's torso is fantastic, I really like the level of detail in his cargo vest and the shirt here. Definitely feels like the amount of detail they're able to print into the vest now has gone up since the Jurassic World sets. Although the leg prints do feel a little bit more faded compared to the Jurassic World sets. So that's something to keep in mind. I'm sure we'll see some people just swapping different components here and there to create some cool different looks for Owen Grady as he wears similar clothing. So that would be quite nice to see. Um, one thing to note that is upsetting, this version of Owen doesn't have the knife print on his back. Which is a shame. Uh, I actually really liked the knife print on the original version of Owen. I thought it was a really, really nice detail that they added in. So I kind of don't understand why it's not here. But, you know, it is what it is. It's unfortunate, but we deal with it. The mercenary included is really, really nice. Uh, all the buckles and harnesses on the tactical costume feel really authentic. The knee pads are cool. It's a female minifigure with a double-sided face, which is really, really nice to get. And yeah, she just feels very rugged, very robust, very much part of that kind of mercenary, I suppose, group, which is exciting. And it makes me more excited for the Dilophosaurus set, where you get three mercenaries within that set, because they are cool figures to have. Um, the Pteranodon here is fantastic. The colour scheme works really, really well. I really like this one, actually. It's what probably my favourite Pteranodon. I've only got two, I've only got this one and the Jurassic World one, but out of all the Lego ones I've seen, I think this colour scheme definitely works best, and it merges really nicely. Um, it has all the usual function uh, functionality sorry, and articulation that you would expect, and yeah, it is just a nice piece, and I do really enjoy the fact that it's able to fit onto a bar piece as well, and that is nice. So that's Pteranodon Chase, the cheapest set, 75926, Quite a cool set, I do enjoy it, just, you know, not a massive fan of that Jeep. Then 75927 Stiggy Moloch Breakout, this set retails for $34.99, and oh my god, I absolutely adore the Stiggy Moloch. It looks fantastic, the pieces here, mostly reused from the Dilophosaurus and the Raptor, with a new head mould and also new arms, which were also used on the Carnotaurus. Um, looks fantastic. It's really, really nice to get one of the bone-headed dinosaurs as a Lego character. And it gives me hope that in the future we could maybe see a Pachycephalosaurus. Um, oh, I proper choked after I said that word. <laughs> Pachycephalosaurus, there we go. Um, it would be really nice to kind of see, you know, another dinosaur from that family. But for now it's really nice to actually get Stiggy in a set. 
Um, the way the heads are achieved with the little horn pieces or um, tooth claw pieces, whatever you want to call them, plugging into the back is really, really nice. And it works really, really well. I really adore Sticky here. Everything from the colour scheme to the articulation is on point and perfect. Uh, another nice mercenary here. I really appreciate the beanie piece we get here for the mercenary. Yeah, I kind of, I don't know, when you picture uh, private military contractors, mercenaries, those guys, you picture a lot more kind of laid back than um, your standard military who would have like hard hats. Well, not hard hats, Tom, that's construction. What you're trying to say is Kevlar helmets. There we go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they would kind of have like all that equipment, you know. So getting the character that feels a little bit more laid back is nice. And the generic black bearded head here is going to be really useful as well. Dr. Wu, I love, I absolutely adore the fact that the torso print doesn't have a logo on the back this time, makes it a lot more useful. His costume's actually really accurate, we've seen him in this grey blazer before, so it's fantastic. And although one face is the same as in the Jurassic World sets, the new squinting face is really, really nice. Now, the compound itself does take a lot of liberties from the Raptor Escape set, but it works really, really well. The gate is nice. It's a shame that there's no runner kind of blocking you from pulling the gate out altogether, but it still works well. The fencing components are really nice. I like the metallic stickers on top of them. And the actual laboratory section itself has small space but ample space to fit plenty of characters inside. Uh, a lot of the decal work on the interior is really, really nice. And that kind of lends itself to the set nicely. You have a dinosaur calendar a brain scan of the Stiggy Moloch, and those stickers really help this set to shine. Um, I really enjoy those components. So overall, for $34.99, a little bit on the steep side, as many of the sets are, but this is definitely one of my favourites, and I think you get a really cool new dinosaur, some fantastic minifigures, and honestly, just a great structural piece to display some of your characters around as well. And then moving on from the Stiggy Moloch set, we then have the... Blue's Helicopter Pursuit set, which is set number 75928, and for anyone, again, who heard my bonus episode with Brad, you'll know that I wasn't really looking forward to this set. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the way LEGO tend to do their helicopters, but this one here actually really pleasantly surprised me. It's very, very robust, uh, it's well built, it feels really like, I don't know, it just has a lot of really, really nice play features built into it. And those play features really go a long way to making this set feel a lot more fun than I thought it was going to. Um, in addition to that, the build for the helicopter is actually really, really nice. It's very solid. It kind of feels, you know, it, it's not really as flimsy as I was expecting. I was expecting the bits that attach to the side to come off easily, but it all feels really, really well put together. And there is actually plenty of interior space. You have seating for three figures. But honestly, if you remove the two seats, the cargo bay is hollow apart from an area towards the front that connects to the rotor, so you could probably fit more characters in it, which is really, really nice. Um, the cage itself, I was also surprised at how strong of a build uh, Blue's cage here is for the number of pieces it uses. Since it doesn't use many pieces, I wasn't expecting it to be that rugged, but it actually is rather uh, rugged, and that is really, really nice to see. It really helps to, I suppose, make it feel a lot more worthwhile and a lot more... Uh, usable when it comes to creating scenes where the helicopter's lifting that up, so that is nice. The little quad bike and trailer here is also really nicely done. Some simple sticker work on the quad bike just makes it stand out, 
And that front grill piece is a brand new Lego piece for this year, which works really, really well as well. Again, another mercenary here, the same version of Owen, nothing too special to talk about. Uh, we do get Wheatley here, um, off the top of my head, I can't remember his first name. And I have a funny feeling, is it Ted? Or is it, no, it's Ted Levine who plays him, it's Ken, Ken Wheatley. So we do get Ken Wheatley here, and he's a nice figure. I like his face print, I like his torso print, it's very detailed and very accurate to what we've seen of him. Shame about no leg printing, but overall he's a good minifigure. And then, of course, it's in the name set, sake of the set itself, we do get Blue. Blue here, I'm not as much a fan of the colour scheme as I was the 2015 version of Blue, but she still looks really, really good. And actually, the more I kind of play with this toy and take photographs of it, the more I really, really like it, to be honest. I do think that colour scheme is slowly growing on me. And as always, LEGO have done a phenomenal job with that Velociraptor sculpt. Everything from the sickle claw to the jaws just works really, really well and feels really, really authentic, which is nice. I definitely think that LEGO have always been onto a winner with their Raptor mould. And while it is slightly overscaled, it just works really nicely. And honestly, if something fits and if it works, there's no need to change it as good as it is. Um, so yeah, I can absolutely get behind this raptor mold. I really, really enjoy it. So that kind of sums up my thoughts on Blue's Helicopter Pursuit. Uh, I will say at $49.99, this set is overpriced. Wait for it to hit the $39.99 mark, then you're golden. Okay, then moving on, we have 75929, the Carnotaurus Gyrosphere Escape. This set is £60, and my god, the Carnotaurus is beautiful. I didn't think the reuse of the Indominus Rex body piece would work that well, but actually it works really nicely in the printing, the brand new head mould, everything comes together to create a really, really nice dinosaur. Uh, the gyrosphere here is nice, it has some new printing, and I really, really appreciate the cracked details that are added to the gyrosphere here. They help add character to it, they help make it feel aged, and that's a really, really, really um, good decision on LEGO's part. The Gyrosphere Station feels really nice, it's actually quite aesthetically pleasing, and the play feature that's built into the tree isn't that obtrusive uh, to the overall aesthetical design, and that's always nice. I love when we get play features that um, are fun for kids, but for adult collectors don't detract from the aesthetics of the set, so that is really, really nice. And I really, really appreciate the graphics work that's gone into giving us that Gyrosphere sign, that sign looks fantastic, and honestly, it really makes me want to build a full-size gyrosphere station, which was probably the intent of this set. Um, I was pleasantly surprised with the trailer here. It goes on the truck. It has some storage built into it. It holds the gyrosphere really nicely, feels really rugged, which is good. And the truck itself is really, really nice. The build is incredibly similar to the veterinarian unit from Jurassic World, it is modelled on the same kind of truck, which is, I believe, a Mercedes Unimog, but it still works well. The turret area in the top works well with a figure kind of free hanging in that hold, and there's space in the back for the computer console and also numerous minifigures, and there is easy accessibility to that back compartment, which is nice. So, this set, I feel, is nice build-wise. Minifigures, we get a unique version of Owen, and I absolutely love how he has his Henley shirt, which is all ripped up. I just wish he had had dual-moulded sleeves to show that his sleeves are rolled up in the film. Uh, Claire looks fantastic here. 
clearly her costume is a lot more hands-on than it was in Jurassic World and it's great to see that replicated in Lego form and Franklin is fantastic. Um, he has an alternate face which is screaming like the sequence with the baryonics in that very first trailer and I think actually it was the second trailer, I'm not entirely sure. Hmm. But yes, anyway, he has that face that he makes when he's screaming about the baryonics and it's an incredibly emotive face, you get a lot of emotion from it and it just again follows that beautiful Lego kind of caricature style which I really, really like. So I was really happy to see that. And honestly, it's been so much fun taking some wacky photographs of Franklin with that face. Carnotaurus Gyrosphere Escape, honestly, for £60, it's one of the better priced sets in the line. I really recommend this one. Uh, you get a really cool dinosaur, you get some fantastic minifigures. And honestly, guys, I think out of any of the bigger sets in this wave, this is definitely the one to save your pennies for and to go for. I really, really enjoy this set. Okay, and then the last set we need to look at is Indoraptor Rampage at Lockwood Estate. This is set number 75930, and it retails for £120. So the set itself is a very large building, the Indoraptor, blue, and six minifigures. I'll start with the minifigures. Uh, Owen, the same as in other sets. Claire, the same as in other sets. Wheatley, the same as in other sets. Already very disappointing. Maisie is a really nice minifigure. She has a really nice torso print, looks fantastic. Uh, Gunnar Eversol, again, a really nice minifigure. Brand new torso print, which Lego didn't have to do. There's plenty of pre-existing suits out there, but they committed with his figure. Nice choice of hairpiece and really nice facial print for Toby Jones. And then lastly, Mills uses the Lex Luthor head, which is a really generic Lego head. Disappointing. Really upset with Eli, he could have been so much better as a minifigure, but Lego just either didn't have the material, didn't have the money uh, to actually make a decent design for Eli, which is very unfortunate. Blue is also the same as the Blue Pursuit set, which is a shame, um, although I expected it, I expected consistency across the sets, um, but again, unfortunately, it is that newer design which in my personal opinion, is slightly less accurate to the original design from the Jurassic World sets. Um, in terms of other things included, we also have Owen's bike, which is nice. It's exactly the same design as in the Raptor Rampage set from Jurassic World. The Indoraptor I'm pleasantly surprised by. The printing is really, really nice. All of the articulation is fantastic. You can get some really, really cool poses out of this guy. And the printing looks great with the stripe going along both sides. He's actually a little bit smaller than I expected, which is great. And um, overall, I'm a lot more satisfied with this brand new mould than I was initially expecting. Now, the mansion itself is really nice with some play features built into it. Everything from Maisie's bedroom to the laboratory to the lower auction area look fantastic. But there is simply not enough space inside. And only four studs interior space in most areas. There's barely space to pose a couple of minifigures. And that is incredibly unfortunate. For a set that, that retails for £120, you expect a lot more than that. You expect to be able to pose more figures inside. So that is very, very disappointing. The set is gorgeous from the outside. Looks phenomenal. The aesthetics here are wonderful. The designer did a really good job making it feel regal, royal and suitable for a millionaire auctioneer but unfortunately the interior really does let this set down 
There are a couple of nice exceptions. On the lower floor, the walkway and museum areas do have some really nice graphical work. There's one with, I believe it's a Dimetrodon, and then another with a Lego um, Velociraptor kind of in printing, which looks really, really nice. And there is also a Ceratopsian skull build in this set, which looks really, really cool and compares really nicely, actually, to Lego's Triceratops. So those areas are nice. But unfortunately, it's just not enough to make up for the lack of interior accessibility and play that you really, really want from a set like this. So guys, whilst I do really like the aesthetics of this set, if you can, wait for this one to go on sale. Um, at the time of recording this, this is the only review that's gone live on Jurassic Collectibles YouTube channel. However, when you're listening to this, there may be more up. So make sure you go and check that channel out to see all of my video reviews. It's very hard to describe what I'm thinking just audibly, but if you actually see those reviews, the visual cues, you'll get a much better idea of kind of what I'm thinking. And then lastly, the Jurassic Park set. Really, really enjoy this set. There's a lot of nice components to it, and they come off a lot better than I initially expected. Uh, Sam, who is the designer, who we will hopefully be interviewing on the podcast, has done a fantastic job of capturing the key areas of that first um, film in the visitor centre. I imagine that he had to work towards creating a playset, so kind of interpreting that brief to create this was really, really well done. There's a lot of nice distinct nods to fans, and the graphics here are going to be really, really useful across the board for Jurassic Park fans, which is really, really reassuring. The minifigures, Ellie Sattler is spot on, Lex and Tim do unfortunately share a head, apart from the fact that Lex's printing has eyelashes added, they are exactly identical, which is a shame. Um, but you know, it's not the end of the world. And Alan Grant looks fantastic. I wish he had had a little bit of leg printing, but again, that's not the end of the world. And I can appreciate it with the minifigures, it is very hard to get the budget right, especially when Ellie's figure went all out with jewel molded legs. Those are some of the most expensive components that Lego can use. So I can kind of see why sacrifices were made elsewhere. Uh, the Nedry graphic here with ha 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 and a Lego Nedry is phenomenal. I really, really like that touch. The embryo area having the little Barbasol can or at least a representation of one was really, really nice. The kitchen having the ice cream again, another really, really nice touch. And then the control room having the telephone, having the computer, having a map of Isla Nublar. It just speaks volumes of how much of a fan of Jurassic Park I guess Sam must be, which is fantastic to see. So I do really, really enjoy this set. It is a lot of money for it, £45, um, because it is very much kind of Vignette style set. But at the end of the day, it is probably the only Jurassic Park Lego set we're ever going to see. So I do recommend picking it up if you do have the budget. So guys, that kind of brings to a close our look at all the Lego sets I've got so far. As I say, I've been having an absolute blast reviewing them over on the Jurassic Collectibles YouTube channel. If you have time, I highly recommend you che check out my reviews there. They're a lot more in-depth than I'm kind of able to go into with just audio, as I say. Um, also, make sure you're checking out the Jurassic Park podcast YouTube channel. Brad has been doing a fantastic job doing in-box reviews of Mattel products, and I'm sure there'll be some out-of-box reviews to come. Uh, I've been doing some content. I'm sure we've got Aaron working on some content. AJ recently did a review 
along with his girls, which was really, really nice to see. So there's lots of different content kind of making its way out onto the grand platform for you guys. Um, as well as that, I recommend checking out everything we're doing on Twitter, myself, um, Tom underscore Jurassic, as you guys will already know, Brad Jost, uh, AJ, just everyone who's involved in the podcast on Twitter, because we're all really, really enjoying the new products. I've been doing a bunch of different photographs with the Mattel products recently. I know Brad's been doing different content. AJ again, uh, people just sharing kind of what they're picking up. Really, really joining in that community conversation, uh, which has been fantastic to see. And something I would like to end the podcast on is the fact that Luca recently let me know that Brazil is getting the Lego Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom sets, which is fantastic news. Luca is a massive Lego Jurassic Park fan over on Twitter, so it's great to hear that he's going to get access to the sets too. And it's also really reassuring to see at this time around the franchise is really getting out there, spreading its grip globally, and kind of grasping all of us um, as hard as it can, really. So guys, I'm going to leave you with a bit of a question that I would really like to see your answers to. You can tweet them to me. You can leave them on the podcast article for this. You can leave them on the YouTube video for this. And that is, what would your dream Jurassic Wave 2 of LEGO sets be? You can have Jurassic Park sets, Jurassic Park The Lost World sets, Jurassic Park 3 sets, Jurassic World sets, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom sets, or any extended canonical material that you would like to include. So maybe you want a set based on Jurassic Park the video game. I'm really interested to see what you guys want. For me personally, the Mosasaur and the Baryonyx are on the top of my wants. Uh, so I really, really hope that we do get a second Lego wave so we get the opportunity to get those brand new dinosaur molds. Okay, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of me talking about the Lego sets. I'm really, really grateful to Jurassic Collectibles for providing me with the sets to review. And again, you know... I really hope that you guys enjoy the content both here and on his channel that I've been working on with these sets. I'm a massive fan of everything LEGO, so for me getting my hands on these sets, getting to build them and review them for you guys has been a great experience. And I hope you've had as much fun consuming the content I've created as I have actually getting to work behind the scenes on it. It's honestly been fantastic and I really hope this is something that I can keep going moving forwards. Thanks for taking the time out to listen to this bonus episode guys. I really hope you've enjoyed it, and I look forward to catching up with you all again in an episode here on the Jurassic Park podcast very, very soon. Make sure to visit JurassicParkPodcast.com to find all our past episodes, brand new news articles, information on how to contact us, and much more. It's a great source for everything related to the podcast and, of course, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Head to JurassicParkPodcast.com and help us build a great community. Anybody hear that? Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.